Hey everybody, I'm Alicia and welcome to the Medicine in Color podcast, a platform where I highlight the voices of men and women of color in all aspects of medicine and elevate their stories for the world to hear. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, what is up? It has been a while. How are y'all doing? Um, I have been in board study mode for the last few months, so I stepped away from the podcast. As I mentioned in April, um, in that episode featuring Minda Hart's plug, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it, um, to focus all of my energy on exam prep. And it has been a difficult and emotional road, to say the least. All of my fellow, fellow medical students know the stress of board season. Um, and this time it's not just because of the weight of the board exams themselves, but the weight of the international an international pandemic that is disproportionately affecting black and brown communities. It is the public lynching of George Floyd, the assassination of Ahmaud Arbery, not far from where I'm from. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Um, and this happened in Brunswick, Georgia, somewhere I used to go all the time. We had basketball games and football games. Um, the murder of Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain and all the names that we are forced to add to the laundry list of Black people who have been um, murdered either at the hands of police in this nation or um, at the hands of those who are hostile to our existence. And then there was the attacks against DACA and the attempts to deport international students studying here. And it just left me tired, um, emotionally drained. I have felt every possible emotion in this season, sadness, anger, helplessness, grief, hope, joy, um, irritation, frustration. And it has been it's just been an emotionally rough several months for all of us. Listen, 2020 dealt us a hand that I am sure no one could have expected or prepared for. Um, I participated in a protest with White Coast of Black Lives in Philly. And as we knelt for those nine minutes, I couldn't fathom the level of evil that must be manifest in someone and the disregard for another person's humanity to hold your knee to a man's neck while he yelled in agony for that long. So I reached a point where I had to log off social media, tune out of the news, and limit my conversations about current happenings in order to focus on studying, to maintain my peace, and to stop, even if temporarily, even just for a short period of time, a couple of days or whatever, the feelings of heartbreak at the status of this nation um, in the midst of a time like this, it is vitally important that we check in with ourselves um, and that we check out from constant stimulus to be refueled and to be restored in whatever way it is for us. So honestly, I plan to release an episode much sooner, but I really just didn't know what to say. I didn't even know how to articulate my own feelings I couldn't sum it all up, but what I know now in reflection is that 
I had just been heartbroken. Um, I just heartbroken at the status of our nation and, you know, friends who have lost loved ones due to um, COVID and then, you know, friends of family, um, you know, being ill, not even related to COVID. So just, just all the things. And so um, I battled with the need to lock in and study and the desire to also be tuned in to what is going on in our communities and in this nation. And so I had to remind myself, like have some real conversations with myself and friends and um, that I was right where I needed to be in that moment. That if I didn't focus on my studies and doing well in my board exams, <clears throat> the potential good that could be that I could do in months or years to come on the other side of this would be in jeopardy. So I want to just uh, want to just encourage any medical student, resident, pre med, law student, whomever you are that may be listening. Even if you're not a student, if you are, if you have a task at hand that you are warring with the responsibility of that task and also being connected to what's going on um, out in our world, you are right where you need to be right now. Um, I speak to the student when I say, your studying is a part of your activism. Perfecting your craft in this moment means that you will be more knowledgeable and able to advocate for your patients. Activism is not a one lane street. It doesn't only involve, um, you know, you being involved in demonstrations or you being involved in um, organizations behind the scenes. It, it, it's multifaceted. And so in this instance, in this moment, you are right where you need to be. It means that you, you studying or honing in on your craft in this moment means that you can serve your community without the weight of that important task, whether that be an exam or whatever it is, lingering. Uh, and when you come out of your season, your study season, whatever that is for you, you can lace up your sneakers and do what you determine is best for you to serve in addition to now you having taking care of the task at hand. And so I just wanna offer that encouragement to uh, those who are listening, who have had the battle of heart and mind and responsibility like I have in this season. Um, Here's some things though that I wanna share that some lessons that I've learned and some constant reminders in this time of quarantine that I've learned. And it's just, this is piggybacking on what I just said, but intentional separation. The first thing I wanna say is intentional separation can be a gift. Um, sometimes we must be intentionally isolated in seasons of chaos so that work can be done on the other side with greater focus, with greater stamina, with more intentionality and greater purpose. So don't discount or be discouraged with the fact that you have to step away for a moment to do some work, whatever that work is for you. Um, rest assured that when you come out on the other side, when you come out of that intentional separation, you will have the tools needed to maneuver in that next next season. So intentional separation can certainly be a gift if we look at it that way. Uh, something else that has really come up for me in this time, when we first started um, quarantine measures, when like at the start of all these widespread quarantine measures and everyone was in place and um, cities were shutting down with the exception of essential services. 
there were so many social posts about making this time a time to come up. Um, a lot of talk about increasing productivity at this time now that you have no distractions and coming out of quarantine with a new skill, et cetera. And that's fine. That's all good. But everybody's come up will not be the start of a new business or transformational growth in your existing businesses. Um, maybe your come up is that you are surviving. If you are a parent and you have gone from um, going to work every day and taking your kids to school and now you are um, the cafeteria person, you are the PE coach and you homeschooling, your come up might just be that you made it through the day. Um, that you've now, you know, now you have technically, I guess you now have a new skill of homeschooling and you know, a new perspective on that. Um, maybe it is that you discover some new things about yourself and have been doing the work to heal and repair. Maybe it is, if you're like me, <laughs> making it through board season alive and well, because whoo, child, listen, um, <laughs> maybe you did stick to a workout regimen and you drop weight instead of gaining the quarantine 15, whatever it is, um, give yourself grace and realize that this season looks different for different people. And, um, everybody's everybody's come up is different and it's in context of what is relevant to you. And so putting expectations on yourself to rise to some invisible bar set by standards that are not in line with what your purpose to do in this moment won't end well. So give yourself grace, recognize that your come up may not be that you have founded a new company or whatever. It is. And if that is your come up, that is wonderful. Give yourself grace, be kind to yourself you have made it through or you are making it through something none of us could have prepared for. Um, so yeah, yeah. So another thing um, that comes from a personal uh, challenge, I've mentioned this before that uh, when I was preparing last year for Broad Street Run, which if, if you don't know, was the 10 miler in Philly. Um, one of the security guys on, our, on the team at um, my school, would always say to me, your race, your pace. And so that applies in this moment that your lane, one of the lessons that I've learned is that your lane is specifically for you and you get to make what you want to make of it. In this season, like shortly after um, the murder of George Floyd uh, compounded on uh, Ahmaud Arbery and then Breonna Taylor, like I was trying to figure out how I could be of service to us into our community uh, as we are navigating this place as we're hurting in this time. And I've been trying to figure out what my lane is and should be in this moment and beyond, because it's not just temporary. And so now more than ever, I feel the push. And I know I use this word a lot, but I really do mean it because I use this word and I feel like it guides my life. I feel the push to be intentional about what I do and how I do it. Be intentional about the guests that I have on. And I've already, if you know me um, personally and behind the scenes, you know that I'm, al I'm already intentional about guests that come on and who I reach out to um, because I believe in who they are and their story and I believe there'll be a value. But even now, more than ever, I feel the need to hone in on that and to be mindful of the conversations that I have on this platform and the messaging that I put out and how I use this platform to uplift us. And as I've tried to 
um, understand and figure out what my lane is and make movement toward what it is that I know um, that I'm purposed to do in this, here's what I know for sure. I know that medicine in color is a part of my lane and that this platform will always be for us and by us. This is a place where our inherent brilliance will shine. It is not for our existence to be validated by anyone else, but it's a place where the vastness of our experiences, our passions and excellence will continue to be showcased. We are not a monolithic people. So let me say that again for the folks in the back and who will sleep. We are not a monolithic people. And I want anyone who listens to this podcast to be uplifted, to know that you are limitless. And when you need a boost or a reminder of the possibilities of when the path gets rough, I want you to click play. So that's what I want this to be. And it will continue to be. Um, so those are the lessons that I've, I've learned in this season. And that's just what's been on my mind and um, how I've been navigating this and what I've been thinking about. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, I started third year rotations just two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I'm in the midst of third week now. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> this is a different kind of tired. Cause listen, listen, I was joking with a friend the other day, like through messenger, um, about sleep. And I was like, sis, if I can just get mildly tired instead of zombie level, like I'll be good. Like I have worked full time. I, when I lived in New York City, I commuted an hour from Brooklyn to Midtown Manhattan. When I lived in um, D.C., I commuted an hour from Silver Spring to downtown D.C. to work. And like the transition from studying all day to logistically driving to work, like to the hospital and then being on, like being physically alert, aware and just like being on from 6.45 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and then 8 p.m. on long days or maybe even a little after 8 p.m. on long days is a huge adjustment. On top of that, like reading when you get home and all the things like, ooh, ooh, third year, that transition, man, it has been uh, much more uh, <laughs> challenging than I expected it to be. I mean, I'm still excited about the year. I'm still excited about like learning, being in the hospital environment, um, having exposure to the to specialties that I'm really interested in, and uh, seeing how it works out. So it's been a, a good overall learning experience, both in and out of the clinical setting. Um, I'm learning about myself, my my likes and dislikes, things that I um, look forward to in the future in terms of like my own practice and what I'm looking for in um, a residency program after. Uh, school. So yeah, like it's been a really good learning experience. I'm learning the practice of medicine, the process of determining diagnosis. I started off in general IEM. So uh, I am learning the process of determining, determining a diagnosis outside of a question bank, because that's a whole, whole different shift. And one thing I'm so grateful for, like absolutely grateful for, is that I am seeing my heart for people on full display every day. I am so glad that I have a heart of compassion and that I genuinely care about the well-being of people. It just makes every single encounter so much more fulfilling. And so, yeah, I'm grateful for that. And third year so far has been a challenge to shift, but it has been a good learning experience. So 
I will keep y'all updated on, on the year as things progress uh, and as I move through each specialty. So um, before I close out the episode and in the spirit of caring for yourself in this season and beyond, I want to share a resource with you from a good friend of mine. It's called the Centered Collective, the C-E-N-T-H-E-R-E-D Collective. It is a mental wellness social enterprise designed to empower Black women and girls to engage in transformative healing practices and gain mastery over their mental wellness. This feat is accomplished by creating rich cultural experiences for women to learn and grow through retreats, empowerment circles, and a supportive online community, and also socially conscious merchandise to close the mental health gap for Black women and girls. So the founder of the Center Collective is Brittany Autry, a mental health clinician with a master's degree in personality psychology from Howard University and an additional master's degree in social work from the University of Illinois at Chicago. So if you are looking for an outlet in these times and a supportive community of women, um, head over to thecenteredcollective.com. That's www.centeredcollective.com. And check out their social media at Centered Collective for details on an upcoming virtual retreat that is quickly approaching on August 1st. It's going to run from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. So East Coast folks, 11 to uh, 2. And so the retreat will feature a yoga session, financial wellness session, and so much more. If you are interested, I will drop the links uh, in the show notes. And I also share on social media. So check them out, the Center Collective, um, for all the things, you know, developing a community, a supportive community of Black women and looking for an outlet in these times. So that is it for right now. Um, I'll be back soon with a new episode. I have some exciting guests coming up and I'm looking forward to sharing with you all. So until then, I shall talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Be well uh, and find some joy in every single day. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.